0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie, and I am here with Ginny Meyer Sain to talk all about her new book, Secrets So Deep. Ginny, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am very, very excited to have you here. I love getting to chat with authors all about their new books. Secrets So Deep came out on September 27th, and Ginny, before we really, really um, delve into you and your book, just a little warm-up question. How do you organize the books in your personal collection?
1: Oh, I'm so embarrassed to answer this question, um, but I will. <laughs> um, the answer is I, I don't, really. Um <laughs> But not for the reason it sounds like. Um, the truth is, and this is this is going to be terrible, I know, um, I'm kind of a minimalist. Like, okay. I, I just don't have a lot of books. Um, I read a lot of books, but I don't keep a lot of books um, unless they have some really deep personal connection for me or a friend wrote them or something like that, or they're just like an absolute favorite. I tend to pass them on um, just because I'm not really an anxious person. But one thing that makes me anxious is a lot of like clutter and things around. So Absolutely. I try to keep Sort of like kind of a, a, you know, that to a minimum. So I, I do have books that I love. If I have your book and I've kept it, um, it means it's very, very special to me. But because there, mm-hmm. are, there aren't there are a whole lot of them, um, I just kind of organize them however they end up on my shelf.
0: <laughs> I love that. I feel that so intensely. I, I don't like stuff. I probably go through my things like every three months and get rid of, if I haven't used it in three months, it's gone. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Sometimes I'm like, why am I feeling so anxious? Like why, why can't I relax? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's all of this stuff that's piled on my desk and yeah. my shelves and my kitchen
0: counters. And once I clear it out, I feel so much better. Yeah, I totally feel that. For me, unfortunately, books are the one exception. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many of them, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, I used to <laughs> use them as like a nightstand. Oh, <laughs> I my goodness. didn't have furniture. I just had a stack of books. That, <laughs> <But> <laughs> that, that makes me
1: like all twisty inside just thinking about it.
0: I will say like, <laughs> That was, I was in college, so I was quite young when I did okay, that. Okay, well, yes,
1: we did a lot of things in college that <laughs> I understand.
0: Well, um, Ginny, would you mind giving us a brief synopsis of your new book and then a little bit about yourself as an author?
1: Sure, yeah. Secrets So Deep is my second book, uh, the first one came out last year, uh, Dark and Shallow Lies. And like that book, Secrets So Deep is a YA paranormal thriller, and um, so it is very much a, a mystery. A murder mystery, but it does have some fantastical or magical sort of paranormal elements to it. Um, not not a whole lot. Um, it's just got that little bit of a magical thread that runs through it. Um, and it's about a girl named Avril. She is returning to a theater camp, a seaside theater camp in Connecticut, where her mother, who was an actress there, um, drowned 12 years ago. And Avril actually um, drowned that night herself as well. She almost died. And she's never been sure exactly what happened that night. There There are some conflicting stories and there's some memories she had that don't line up with the stories she's been told. And so she spent her life sort of trying to untangle um, what happened that night and also trying very much to get to know a mother who has always been uh, more of a ghost to her than a real person. So she she goes up there to wanting to know who her mother was and learn about her so that she can uh, feel like she knows herself a little bit better. Uh, But she gets drawn into the mystery of what happened that night. Um, And she begins to realize that there are some some very strange uh, things going on at this theater on the foggy Connecticut coast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, How would you say, I guess, how did you come up with the story? And then I want to talk about it a little bit more later. But specifically, so much of this story is about theater and you have a background um, in theater. So how much yes, has that yeah. played into this story?
1: Oh, a lot. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I spent most of my life up until um, the last couple of years teaching and directing theater. I've done that... Um, I was going to say all of my adult life, but really all of my life, literally, um, I've worked in the theater. So very much um, that played into this story. This is a story, um, you know, that I'd wanted to tell for a long time, because I do love writing. I love being a writer. I love everything about writing. Um, but theater is the art um, that has my heart, truly. Yeah, um, it's it's the one um, that I was drawn to, you know, as, as a very little girl. Um, and still, I think it's, it's, the most immediate way, um, that I connect with art is, is through theater. So I, I wanted to tell a story about theater. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to tell a story particularly about theater kids because I, I worked with high school students very, very closely, um, for most of my, uh, theater work. And I, I just, I loved those kids so much and they had so much passion and loyalty and, and enthusiasm and, yeah. and professionalism. And I mean, I mean, they were just amazing. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to tell that story of who they were and, and how special they are.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing what what went into sort of developing and figuring out the more paranormal mysterious excuse me <laughs> aspects of the book oh you know um
1: actually the the paranormal aspects are probably what came to me first about the story mm-hmm. um i knew um Because I had done that with Secrets So Deep as well, I had written this story that was sort of had one foot in a very realistic world and one foot in a very sort of magical other kind of world. Um, And I liked that combination, um, you know, that idea of this grounded place and these grounded characters, this world that is our world, yeah. um, but it has this thread of the unusual or the unexpected running through it. So I knew I wanted that in there. Um, and I've always loved ghost stories for this book in particular, uh, because it's set on the Connecticut coast. And I had spent, I'd spent a lot of summers working in a theater on the Connecticut uh, coastline, uh, the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center in Waterford, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. yeah, I spent I spent six, uh, six summers there working in the box office uh, as a college student and right after college. And it was just such a a, a, a magical, wonderful place, you know, and um, that I always wanted to to use that setting.
0: Mm-hmm. But one of
1: the things particularly that I loved about that part of the country and the the stories that I heard while I was there were some of the um you know the the local um whaling legends and the the seafaring stories and and those kinds of ghost stories and those kinds of legends, particularly that grew up around maritime communities like that, you know the the stories of the sea um, yeah. and that particular kind of ghost story. Uh, so that's very much what I wanted wanted to tell.
0: Yeah, definitely. Would uh, now I haven't read um, your first book, which is Dark and Shallow, <laughs> Dark and Shallow Lies. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that you write like ghost stories, or is it more like paranormal magical realism? That, you know. <laughs> That's um,
1: Dark and Shadow Lies is not a ghost story. At okay, all. Um, yeah, it, it's not. Um, it, Dark and Shadow Lies takes place in a town that is the psychic capital of the world. So the magic okay. in that story comes through the psychic abilities of the characters. Um, so there are lots of characters that have different powers and different abilities, and that's where that thread of the sort of the otherworldly or the unusual comes from. Um, yes. In Secrets So Deep, it's a little bit different. Um, there are ghosts in this story, um, but there are there are several different kinds of ghosts in this story and um, there are some some very sort of traditional what you might think of as ghosts but there are also some things um i liked what i wanted to do what i set out specifically to do was to play a little bit with the idea of what it means to be haunted and mm-hmm. what kinds of things we can be haunted by um, and how those sort of manifest um as hauntings both literal and figurative in our lives
0: i love that I love that. It's, that feels like an all encompassing ghost story. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, a physical yeah. ghost story, but also like an emotional, like yes, yeah. what do we feel follows us as we continue on in exactly. our lives? Yeah, very
1: much. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: definitely I, a story about
1: that. It's about um kind of the slipperiness of memory mm-hmm. um and, you know, the things we remember and don't remember and and where the lines kind of all across the board get blurry for us.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, Moving into your book, I feel like we've skipped all around. Um, (laughs) I'm just enjoying it so much. I'm so curious to hear so much more about you as an author, but do you have... a line or section of your book that you would like to share with us today? You know, I don't have a specific line. I thought about that question a
1: lot. And <laughs> I was like, oh, do I? Um, you know, and what's so funny is um, anyone who's ever written a book will tell you that this experience, this is going to sound bizarre, but it's true. And um, every time I pick up that book and flip through it, I, I come across something I don't remember writing. <laughs> and so, so my mom was like, wow. Wow you know, that's, that's pretty good. Um, because you know, sometimes you're so into that experience of telling that story and writing that story. Um, and then you kind of step back at it and, and it, and it is almost, you know, what I was talking about a minute ago about that slipperiness of memory. You, it, it, it's it's hard to get your head around it once you've put it on the page. So I yeah. don't have a specific line. Um, there are specific relationships in the book um, that I love that, that are for me the highlight of the book particularly uh, between the point of view character Avril and the two the two boys that play the biggest part in her story. Um, Cole who's the son of her theater director who uh, becomes her romantic interest and Lex um, who is very much her uh, friend and, and confidant in a way that um, she's not used to, that she hasn't really Mm -hmm. experienced anyone in her life who has been that for her. So I, I really love those two relationships.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, Lex is the one who totally stood out to me from the beginning because I always felt I w- when I was reading, it, I was like, oh, Cole is so suspicious. I was like, what, no. what is his deal? Um, <laughs> but Lex, like their friendship and their relationship was so warm. And it had like that really, really intense camp feel, you know, when you meet mm-hmm. someone right away and you just share everything with them, you're like, yes, this yeah, is- yeah, yeah. This is my camp fund. Like two weeks. weeks, and you've got yeah. to make a count, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So who would you say, if you have one, I know it might be difficult, is your favorite character? And if they're different, who would you say is the character you relate to the most? Oh, gosh. Um,
1: that is always, that's like, that's sort of like asking a mother, like, which one of her children is her <laughs> yeah. favorite. Um, I can answer that question because I only have one kid. Um, but, but there are a lot of characters. Um, I mean, I better be able to answer that question, right? Like, um, I, I shouldn't have any hesitation.
0: Right. Well, um, you only have one. So.
1: Right. I only have the one. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but I I love all of those characters. Like, um, it's so funny because I don't write characters that I don't love. Um, Even Mm -hmm. the characters who do things that I don't love, um, who behave in ways that are not lovable. um, I think I have to love those characters to be able to really put them on the page. Um, So I love all of them. Um, I will say that Avril and I have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. Um, We are both um, skeptics. Um, uh, but we are skeptics who maybe want to believe, um, and we are, um, sort of moving through the world in that way. Like, I, I don't really believe, um, in this magical idea, but, but man, I, I, I wish it were true. I, I want it to yeah. be true. I want it to be right. You know, um, I, I used to feel that way about Bigfoot when I was a kid. Like, I, I do not believe that Bigfoot is out there, but man, like I would so love to be wrong <laughs> about that. Yeah. You know? Like, so, um, Abra and I have a lot in common in that way. Um Lex is probably my favorite character. Mm-hmm. um that is because um he's just a very ca- uh, character that's very close to my heart um and, and personal to me for a lot of reasons there are a lot there's a lot of um a very close friend of mine in that character and there's a lot always a lot of lots of different people in every character you know everyone that we write has pieces of so many people that we know uh but specific, spe- specifically <laughs> that that friend um and that relationship um i really enjoyed writing it was just a lot of fun to put that character on the page for me
0: yeah I, and i could see that Lex had so much warmth there was there was something like really really sweet about that character like I felt like reading it I could tell that you loved him
1: yes, you know, yeah you know definitely.
0: what I mean yeah <laughs> yeah I, lo- I love that I love that so much um so I feel like we talked about it a little bit sort of how you feel that your background in theater has affected your work as a writer but would you f- say that you have always been a writer or did you find your path more through acting or directing yeah I've, i have always
1: been a writer i always knew um that i had some ability as a writer even as a you know as a kid um you know i got a lot of uh positive attention you know for things that i wrote in school um, i grew up in oklahoma and we have a very prestigious high school arts program here called the oklahoma arts institute um, which you have to audition for and, and you know, it's very selective it's hard to get in um i was selected for that in writing Writing in high school, wow. Um, so I, you know, I knew I knew that I had that ability, and I always enjoyed it. Um, it just wasn't it wasn't where my heart was, you know, for for a very long time. And my mother, um, I grew up in a family of writers, you know. Um, my mother is a writer, and uh, she has nineteen novels. Hers are mostly middle grade historical fiction. Her name is Anna Myers. Um, and my father was a poet. And um, my little brother, uh, recently, you know, uh, when I say recently, five or six years ago, um, was the poet laureate for the State of Oklahoma, wow! Um, so, so that's really I like when people say like, "Why did you start writing?" I, I say that it's because my little brother became the poet laureate for our state, and when that happens, you kind of have to step up your game. You have to like absolutely do something, right? It was sibling rivalry, um. But the truth is that I always knew, I grew up knowing that writing was a thing real people did. Um, mm-hmm. I knew it was it was it was possible. Um, writers were in and out of our home all the time. My mother was always going to writers' conferences and writers' conventions. She was always locking herself away somewhere and threatening us, you know, if we knock on the door. And so I knew, I knew that life um, and I knew what it meant in our family, even going back, you know, to my, my grandparents who, who didn't have high school educations, even um, down in the hills of uh, Southeastern Oklahoma, who were born storytellers and story lovers. And um, so it's always, it's always been a part of our family for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you think, and, and I'm really curious about this because I also have a background in theater and I do think that sometimes it has allowed me to Look at my writing or stories differently. Do you feel that way too? Like you mentioned before, like like loving all of your characters. I feel like that's a very theater thing. Like you understand where everyone comes from.
1: Yeah, it is. In fact, that's a thing um, that you learn early on as an as an actor um, or as an actress that. If you have a character that you are playing, even if that character is a terrible person, even if they've done terrible things, you have to love that character. You know, mm-hmm. you have to find something about them that you can connect to, something um, that bridges that gap between them and you. Yeah, um, and that's you know that's something you have to do because you can't you can't become someone that you despise completely. Um, mm-hmm. And to be able to really to really bring that character to life, that's what you have to do. So I think that probably does play into a little bit. Um, I also think that I write, um, very much the way I direct. Um, Mm -hmm. I see scenes very visually as I write them. So I'm very tuned into what the characters are doing physically, where they are um, in space, like the, the subtext of not just, um, you know, what's happening in the dialogue, but what's happening physically in that moment for those characters. And we talk a lot in the theater about subtext, particularly, Um, you know, because as a writer, as a playwright, all you have is dialogue. Um, It's very tricky. You you don't have any of the narration or the you know the the thoughts in the character's head or any of that stuff you just have that dialogue so as an actor as a director what you do is you bring that subtext out of it this is what they're saying but this this is what's really being said this is what this moment is about mm-hmm. it may or not may or may not have to do with what they're really saying you know and um, sometimes the scene is about exactly what it seems to be about and sometimes it's about something completely different and um, so we we really look for that subtext in the theater and I think that that's something I really try to do as a writer as well and um, to to kind of get below or the surface um, and get at what's really happening in the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely see that in your writing. It felt very cinematic. Like I could I could fully picture every single scene in my head. So I, I think that translates really, really well. Awesome. Yeah, That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> again, I think we've touched on this a little bit, but when you started writing this book, you mentioned like the paranormal thing sort of came to you first. Do you find that in your writing? you come up with the plot or story or ideas, or is it the characters that come to you first?
1: Well, actually, um, and this is weird because I've never had any other writer say this before, um, but it's the setting that comes to me first. um, That is so interesting. I I think I'm really drawn just as a person to to place a strong sense of place um, and particularly places that kind of exist in between. um, Mm -hmm. You know, like, the, those the idea of like the the bayou uh, the swamp where dark and shallow lies is set is kind of an in between place between the land and the sea um and it's very much the same thing for the setting of dark and shallow lies it's sort of an in between area as well um, and those places even when i was little um those kinds of places um, had so much mystery and so much um strangeness uh, and beauty to me that i was so drawn to that those kinds of worlds so yeah. The first thing that has come to me, at least so far, I mean, who knows, I, this could change next time. Um, but so far, it's always started with a sense of, I want to tell a story in this world. Um, what is that story?
0: That is amazing. I have never heard that before. And I think that that is so cool. Thank
1: you. Yeah, I um,
0: it's just, I, I don't know why it works that way for me, but it totally does. <laughs> I love it. So this is a little bit um like a, a sneaky little question. Okay. Do you have an upcoming setting that you're mulling over in your head?
1: I do. I have an upcoming setting that I am more than mulling over. Um, <laughs> but I can't I can't be can't give any details about it yet. <laughs> And um, Hopefully, by the time uh, this podcast comes out, that the the cat will be out of the bag and and the world will will have that information. Um, but I do have a third book. Um, I have just finished um, and submitted, and and it is also very much a setting driven story as well. And it is another one of those sort of mysterious um, in between um, places.
0: Very cool. So when this episode comes out, then if the setting and book are revealed. I'll be sure to post about it. Oh yes, please do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to know what made you want to write your books for young adults. Um, is it because you enjoyed working with them as as a educator?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I spent, like I said, I spent so much time working with 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 high school students, particularly. And I had a very unusual situation. I had started working with the same group of kids when they were very young. When they were uh, some of them were kindergartners or preschoolers, even. Um, and this was not in a school setting. This was at a university that had a theater program uh, for for children as part of their program. And I worked with those same kids for a really long time. I worked with them from kindergarten through high school, many of them. I got to know them so well.
0: (coughs) So sorry. No, you're
1: totally fine. uh, That I just felt like those were the voices I knew (laughs) and the stories that I heard in my head. So I knew when I wanted to write, I wanted to write for them.
0: That is really, really sweet. So Ginny, one of our last questions, I would love to know some of the authors or even especially with like a theater background, maybe like uh, plays or films that inspire you and in your absolutely. Art. Um you know. That's probably like not that particular question, but the question
1: of like, what is your favorite book is such a dreaded question for writers. <laughs> um, you know, because what happens to us every time is we think, book, book, um, uh, uh and then of course we sound like we've never read a book, which is not yeah. true. <laughs> we've just read so many that there's so many in our head, like it's really hard to pick. My favorite book going back to when I was a child, um, was Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think because I fell so in love with that book so early, it really influence a lot of the kinds of stories I like to tell. Um, and, and particularly, uh, it goes back to that, that idea of setting and um, being such an important part of that story. It was also one of the first grown up books that I read when I was very young. Yeah. You know? um, so it like, wasn't a kid's book. It wasn't from the kid's section of the library. Um, so that book has always stayed with me. As far as plays go, I I, I read you know all kinds of plays still. I love contemporary plays particularly. Um, but um, a playwright that I've always loved um, is Tennessee. Williams, particularly because he has such a, a way of writing the most beautiful dialogue mm-hmm. um, about the 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 ugliest. Um, most uh, traumatic stuff. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like um, he he puts these characters um, through these situations that, that just, you know, wring them out and leave them to dry. But, but he does it in such a beautiful way um, with the words that he chooses and the way he tells those stories, particularly because I, grew up not in the South. Oklahoma's not really part of the South, although a lot of people sort of consider it a Southern state. Um, but it's definitely not a Northern state either. Um, so, you know, those those rhythms and those ways of speaking that, that those characters have in those plays um, were were very familiar to me. I felt mm. like I knew them. I, I knew those rhythms. I knew those uh, speech patterns. I knew those voices. Um, so I fell in love with, with his writing and his, his stories and his characters really early on. You know, but there there's so many great stories out there. There's, there's, so many wonderful contemporary plays being written now, and, and I always this is a little aside but I always tell anyone who is wanting to be a writer if you're if you're wanting to write and you're wanting to work on your craft particularly if you want to learn how to write dialogue the best thing to do is read plays and yeah. Um, read yeah read as many plays as you can uh, because you know that's all that's all they have is, is dialogue and um, so every single word has to do 10 different things um, you know in that scene it's it, it's, it's so multi-layered and it's so compact and it's so concise um that once you read it and it's different when you read it um than when you hear it you know Mm -hmm. But if you see it on the page, you really um, can take it apart and see how it works um, and use some of those same tricks in your writing.
0: Absolutely. I I think plays are sort of a masterclass in dialogue because it's not even the same as a film script, because when you read those, they're so visually. There's a lot happening there. And with a play, you have to you have to see and feel everything that happens all by yourself just from the dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, Ginny, last question. And the question that you are dreading, I'm assuming now, um, yeah. unless it is Rebecca and you've already shared it with us, what is your all-time favorite book? Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> know, I, I
1: thought this is another one. I was like, you know, you would think I would have an answer for this. This is certainly not the first time I've been asked this question, um, but I do not have a specific answer. I can tell you what book specifically has inspired um, me as a writer uh, most recently, I can tell you that. that. You take that answer? Okay, so that's good enough. Um, There's a book called The Accident Season. Um, The writer is Moira Fowley Doyle, is her name. Um, And The Accident Season is a book that I read. Several years ago when I had just really seriously started to think about being a writer mm-hmm. and I did not know what I could not figure out at that time was what kind of stories I wanted to tell. Um you know what 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 voice do I have? What what stories do I want to put out into the world? And I had tried a couple of different things. I had written sort of a YA contemporary um that was sort of like issues driven, you know, and and that kind of thing. Um and I got a lot of good feedback on it, but it didn't really go anywhere, you know. Um, And I tried a couple of other things and I just couldn't really figure out what kind of stories I wanted to tell. And then I read that book, um, The Accident Season, which is very much the first book that I read that made me say, this is the kind of story I want to tell. Um, And it was one of those stories, you know, that I described earlier. It's it's very much set in a realistic world. The characters are realistic um, kids. They're high school, you know, age students. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything about that world is real, but there is this thread of something else that runs through that story, this thread of something that is um, not quite real, you know, um, just a little bit beyond the real, something that's uh, maybe a little magical, maybe a little paranormal, maybe a little bit fantastical. um, But it gives it just that, that little bit of shade, um, that hint of something different. Um, And once I read that, I knew, I said that, this this is the kind of story I love. This is the kind of story I want to tell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I have never heard of this book, but I will say from my five seconds now of just looking it up online, I totally get the same vibe.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the fact that it's like, and you know, it was it was interesting because I'd never really read anything exactly like it before. Yeah, um, and and it was just a matter of the right book kind of accidentally falling into my hands at the right time, and one of those kind of like aha light bulb moments um you know yeah. that this this is, this is this is a story like this is the kind of story that i can tell
0: i love it i love it so much Ginny. um i just want to say a huge thank you For being on the podcast, I had a really, really lovely time talking to you. And I have to know, and the people want to know, if they're interested in knowing more about you following your journey as a writer, where can they find you on social media, on the internet? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I'm
1: on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, It's Jenny Meyer saying on all of those, you can look me up. I'd love to have you follow along. And I'm I'm trying to do TikTok. I'm, I'm like, there's a learning curve there. (laughs) What happens is I go and I'm like, today I'm going to like, I'm going to figure this out. But then I just end up watching like 14 hours of videos of dogs. So I don't, I don't ever quite like get it figured out, but I'm end up really entertained. So probably okay. Um, But but, um, I'm probably on Instagram the most. That's probably where, where I spend the most time as far as social media goes.
0: Amazing. And I guess this is our final question, but do you have a favorite bookshop where people can go online to find your book. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I
1: have a lot of favorite bookshops, but one of my favorite is Magic City Books, which is our um, one of my favorite uh, local indies here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the nice thing about Magic City is if you. call them up or you go on their website you can order um dark and shallow lies or secrets so deep from them and they will come to you personalized and signed and all of that good stuff so definitely hit them up um, if you'd like to have a signed and personalized copy they can set you up with that um but you know specifically um anywhere i I love the idea of of you walking into any any local indie store um you know and supporting them as much as you can and giving
0: them some good business amazing thank you so much um you guys if you are interested in following Ginny. I will link her social media to the episode description. I will also link, you said it was Magic City Books? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I I will drop a little link to them as well if you are interested in purchasing your copy of Secret So Deep from them yeah absolutely and let me also say um if you do order from
1: magic city books you you get a special there's a special pre-order goodie um that will come with your book um it's a really cool postcard an original postcard featuring whisper Cove theater which is the theater in secret so deep so if you're into that sort of really cool um limited edition pre-order swag definitely definitely magic city books is the place to, to okay have it.
0: <laughs> you guys exclusive merch So definitely, (laughs) definitely you could get it signed, personalized and. Yes, absolutely. So definitely check it out. You guys, I had such a good time reading this book and I have had such a good time chatting with you, Jenny, and just a huge, huge thank you um, from all of us for being here today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family. And if you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. We're off to record our newest mini for our Patreon. If you're interested in joining our Novel Finds community on Patreon, follow the link in our bio. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. Thank you so much for being a novel friend. Julia and I are taking a week off next week, so we will see you all in two weeks. Bye!